from this uh, inward feeling place, let's encounter the actual sutra that we're going to be working with. And you can repeat it out loud. We're going to say this sutra three times and let the vibration uh, affect you just like a mantra, feeling the source of this ancient teaching. Mohad Jayad Ananda Bogat Sahaja Vidya Jaya Moha Jayad Ananta Bogat Sahaja Vidya Jaya One more time Moha Jayad Ananta Bogat Sahaja Vidya Jaya After conquering the field of illusion, Maya, by destroying its many impressions, one attains the victory of the pure knowledge of consciousness. Yep, so keep coming back to feeling, encountering the text, and encountering feeling. And it's, this is like the process of using philosophy for growth. Feel free to read it to yourself again. All right. And let's move into the, the um, some of the text of the sutra, which I've, I've taken here. I've got a couple of excerpts that we're going to like work on together and I've broken them apart um, in order for us to really start to feel the, the, the subtleties of it. Um, so for reading, uh, you want to pick, pick someone to read? Oh, sure. Oh, look, we have a volunteer. Thank oh, we you, have a volunteer. Anandama. First oh, time ever. Yeah. This is a big thing. Because she was time. feeling inside. Yeah. She just knew she wanted to read. So okay. um, please read. What is illusion? Moha. It's a little. Okay, I got Hang on. What is illusion? Moha. Illusion is this completely differentiated universe filled with impressions and experiences. When this illusion is conquered, is that jayat, which means overcome, abhibhavat, then victory is achieved through this pure knowledge, vidya, is realized, where eternal aspects are revealed and supreme God consciousness is obtained by Swami Lakshmanju. All right, everyone, take 45 seconds or so uh, to read this again on your own. I'd like to take a moment to just look at three this in three sections. So we're gonna you have a chance to reread it with me here. <clears throat> the first section illusion is this completely differentiated universe filled with impressions and experience. So we have a sense of like, okay, what is illusion? It is this differentiated universe, and what does that mean? Well, 
It's everything you sort of see, hear, feel, think, impressions and experiences you have throughout the day. When we conquer this illusion, which means overcome, then victory is achieved. When this illusion is conquered, when it is overcome, or as our teachers usually say, transcended, maybe, then victory is achieved. Okay, so we're going to try and overcome illusion. And then the victory is described as this. Uh, through this, this victory, pure knowledge is realized, where eternal aspects are revealed and supreme God consciousness is obtained. Through this victory of conquering illusion, pure knowledge is realized. What is pure knowledge? Well, that's when eternal aspects of reality are revealed and supreme God consciousness, it's a big term, don't always encounter that, is obtained. So here's the whole quote up there again and broken into those three parts. <clears throat> so to start working with this uh, and feeling with it, I think we have to begin with this concept of illusion and, and ask ourselves, where do you find illusion in your life and practice? Like, how would you define illusion? Is it like literally like a mirage in the desert? Like, I haven't been in the desert recently. But, I, but I feel like <laughs> I know what they might mean by illusion. But I mean, you know, so like, encounter it. Like, I want you to take a 30 seconds and I'm, I'm trying to do a mandatory 30 seconds so that people who aren't like, you know, you know, necessarily like quick on the on the draw for commenting have time to formulate that. But you want to add before Should we Should I give an example? Uh, sure. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you need an example or are you good? You're good. Okay. So take take 30 seconds and feel with illusion. Illusion. It's not Halloween anymore. So what is illusion? And the pen and paper can be a fun place to jot down what you're sort of encountering. If you don't have a pen and paper, you can take notes on your computer. Just another breath or two. And then let's take a moment to sort of walk this path together a little bit. Oh, and did you want to start with an example or? Uh. No, we're good. So. Does anyone feel like they sort of felt like a connection to this 
this concept of illusion, like where they might want to kick us off a little bit. Um, Rita, great. So yeah, just unmute and just describe what how you answered that. I, I just answered it as illusion can be the nonsense of our minds, what our minds come up with, mm. and what our minds try to tell us, and at the mm. time it's, it's not real, it's, is we need to pull back down into our heart to feel that and not what's going on up the clouds here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And let's so let's keep going with this and just sort of walk it through the steps of, of the sutra. So you've got you've identified like your mind can create thoughts like as Batanjali says, which when when pursued have no basis in reality. Your mind can create it literally illusions, uh, uh, thoughts that you could or could not pursue. And so Rita, when you find yourself like can you do you feel like you can identify when that is happening like you've actually you have experiences where you're like this is an illusion you do cool and so how do you conquer it because he uses the word conquer maybe you don't relate to that term but like talk me through how you relate to conquering that illusion When, when the thoughts come in and I'll ask myself, is this, is this really real? Is, is, where did this come from? Just depending on the circumstance. Um, I then I take my deep breath into my heart and I tap into that. And I ask the same question from what I was asking the mind and I ask the heart and then my heart always tells me mm -hmm. that we need to take this path don't go that way <laughs> or, yeah so it's, it becomes like a it's almost like you can see some kind of there's a quality to that experience of that illusion that you've learned to like recognize and that you've you've developed a pathway to your heart in your practice yeah, that you're guide. able to like utilize. Cool. Yes, like there's a guide there. Uh, mm -hmm. Something is guiding me or it's not, well, it's the energy mm -hmm. guiding to know where I can pull myself out of that mm -hmm. and know, okay, we don't need to go back into that illusion of thoughts. Yeah. Happened, what I'm really feeling here. Just the other day, um, someone here, we were talking about, like, when you're really caught in illusion, like, how can you even find your practice? You know, and I think that's something that a lot of us have probably encountered. So does anyone else want to sort of comment on that? Yeah, finding that practice within the illusion. Yeah, Alice. Hi, yes, I have a similar experience to Rita. I can notice is happening in my meditation if not only thoughts but emotions too and i just ask for surrender i, mm. I just said 
to say I deeply wish to surrender and realize that I'm not your mind, I'm not your my mm -hmm. thoughts. I really try to connect with my inner self and see this as human experiences. But that's not my, I'm a spiritual being having human experiences. I just have to surrender to them. And that's the way I really connect with my inner self. Alice, thanks. I think what you bring up is a really important part and something that I think we look at uh, Swami Rujananda often tells us, uh, so lineage teacher Swami Rujananda, uh, Babaji's teacher, um, that surrender must be complete. You can't just surrender this and not that or surrender a part of something. And I think when you said, like, you really just ask to surrender, and that's something that Swami Rujananda always talks about. He always says, like, ask. Ask deeply from this place. What I feel like that's showing us is like when you're caught in illusion, sometimes all you know is that you're in something. You're in something. But you don't necessarily know how to solve it. And you don't necessarily know how to get out of it. But like the one thing you do know is you're caught in something. And then you can ask like to let go of like everything in that moment in order to find, in order to find your way out. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, as Satyam was talking, it made me realize, like, I don't necessarily experience it like, oh, I am caught in illusion. It's more like I'm right. suffering, <laughs> right? Suffering. Like, I feel yeah, suffering, it. and it's sort of, uh, it's really uncomfortable, and that's sort of like the signal, you know? So, it, at least for me, it's not like this, like like majestic thing of like, oh, I am in the sea of illusion, but rather like, mm. I feel terrible. And mm. then my inner voice is almost like, oh, okay, now I have to like walk the path as Rita um, expressed, you know, to like get space from this suffering. Great point. I, one technical thing. Yeah. Are we fought lit so that the oh. other speakers aren't visible are you getting to see other people when i they have talk? us i have us on spotlight yes. okay, but people can choose awesome so in case you're wondering in the i think top right corner of your screen there's an option to see speaker view or gallery view and when we're having like this bigger discussion it can be really awesome to see the gallery view because it's just so it feels like you're in a room with a bunch of friends <laughs> okay we have right here from Konalani. So just give me one sec. I'm going to spotlight her so you can see her and you can talk whenever you're ready. I really liked everything that everybody said and it was kind of the progression that I had in my own head when I was thinking about what the illusion was for me and um, oftentimes for me it shows up as loneliness and my comment is that sometimes I can't, like I can acknowledge that it's, that loneliness is not real, <laughs> but it doesn't happen often in the moment that I'm able to transcend. Often it requires just a, an acknowledgement and that's like as far as it can go. And then it is just a little bit of faith maybe is the right word, like just a knowledge that 
I'll re-remember later. And that even, so I was just noting that the progression of the sutra is like acknowledgement and then like victory. And I, my comment is that sometimes those things are not like that pathway is not particularly linear all the time for me. Absolutely. <laughs> but and, it still comes. And thank you so much for sharing. And I think it's so cool to be able to recognize uh, these these more abstract concepts in really practical ways of the, like that's literally how you experience it that's a huge and the next part of the sutra is going to walk us through this process more intricately because it really isn't just like see illusion conquer it you know we came we saw we got it's usually it's <laughs> a little bit more complicated you know not complicated but it's a little bit more arduous but this is like the zoomed out, like, hey, here's what we're doing in the sutra. Um, so do you guys want to look at another quote? You ready? Okay, I don't want to rush anyone if they were like, oh, I really wanted to say something. All right, <laughs> oh, here we go. Anonima really oh, wants to okay. say something. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say something. <laughs> this week in my, in my meditation practice, well, when I, when I sit down and I do, I'm doing a lot of Ganesh, and I'm always like, okay, Ganesh is inside me. I'm Ganesh. I'm surrendering. I'm doing all the things that Rita and Alice were talking about. And I was trying to go really deep. And I'm looking at my little statue of Ganesh uh, and working with that differentiated and undifferentiated. I just, it came to me that I was looking at a mirror, that all of a sudden Ganesh was the mirror and I was looking at myself in the mirror. And it completely changed uh, my practice. And I think it ties into this um, undifferentiated view. And I have to look at the words. And that illusion, it felt like a layer of illusion dissolved for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing, Anandama. That's such a powerful experience. And it's sort of like what Mandira was just sharing that I feel like we all receive that. And we're like, oh, I want to look in the Ganesh mirror. <laughs> and it might not happen, you know, instantaneously for each one of us. But like you've sort of planted the seed of like a way that we can break down differentiation and see the self, you know, see this consciousness and in, in ourselves and, and all things around us so thank you for planting that seed for each of us mm. all right and before we go on to our next uh quote um we're gonna just take a moment to reconnect with feeling. Mm. All right, so just start. This one's called the wobble, and it's the super abridged version of what Abaya taught you. And this one, you actually just imagine you're in a pool of water, and let's say there's a little current to it. And so it sort of pushes you slightly random directions. And there's a buoyancy in water, so you feel lightness to your movement. And try to see if that movement can ripple up from the base of the spine, mid-spine, shoulders, neck, and head, so that you feel this connectivity through your torso and a lightness. 
a floating almost. And then let yourself really slowly float to center as if the water's current just slowly subsided. There's those residual ripples that keep moving you little by little. But you really gradually float to stillness. And then from there you can easily reconnect with your breath. Sometimes you can smooth the breath out just a little and it helps you find that path. And from this space of awareness, we can encounter our next quote. Who feels like they yeah, want to read. Yeah, who feels like reading it. Tara, will are you open to reading? You really don't feel like it. <laughs> I'm it as big as I can here. Sure. is just differentiated knowledge. It is experiencing the objects of the world as separate from God consciousness. Here, you think that God consciousness is pure and consciousness in worldly life is impure. You must quiet experiencing these kinds of bondage, pashas, and focus your mind toward pure God consciousness. When you abandon this experience of bondage and direct your mind toward God consciousness, experiencing only yourself, that is known as the pervasion of God consciousness. The pervasion of... I've lost the self. At Mavia Pati. Excellent. And we'll take a minute for everyone to read through it on their own. And thank you so much for reading that. through this in three sections like we did before. First we see that bondage is just differentiated knowledge. It's a big one. It is experiencing the objects of the world as separate from God consciousness. Here you think that God consciousness is pure and consciousness in worldly life is impure. That's describing this differentiated knowledge that creates bondage and suffering. So that's part one. We're told we must quit experiencing these kinds of bondage, pashas, and focus your mind towards pure God consciousness. Okay, so we're told we must quit this type of 
reacting. And then finally we're told, when you abandon this experience of bondage, again, it's a, it's a sense of letting it go. When you let it go and direct your mind toward God consciousness, experiencing only yourself, that's a, something we'll talk about, that is known as the pervasion of God consciousness. When God consciousness pervades your life, or when consciousness pervades your life, right? This is also called the pervasion of the self, when the self pervades your life. I wanted to summarize this quote from, with Swami Rujananda's quote about difference builds walls and lack of difference breaks down walls. You know, I thought he had a really synthesized way of, of saying this. Uh, differentiation, seeing difference, creates walls in suffering. When you break down those walls, um, that's called a lack of difference. Yeah. And I think Mandira's example of like feeling lonely is like a really cool um, expression of this, this quote because it's sort of like that feeling of separateness, right? That is what loneliness can, yeah. can be like. And then she said she has to pause, you know, and she realizes something's going on there. And then later there's this realization, right, where it shifts and she no longer feels separate. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, Mandira. We're in the same room here. Um, but then eventually, you know, by redirecting her attention, um, her feeling shifts and it may be um, that, that recognition of the big S self, you know, that she's complete. Uh, does that sort of feel accurate for you? She, she's nodding, so. <laughs> you can, okay. She said, um, it does, like loneliness does feel like a wall and then the wall disappears. So sort of that acknowledgement that the experience changes, you know, depending on how we work with it. Yeah. So I know it's a big quote. Thanks for already unpacking that through an example. And just to unpack it together and to work with it, to feel with it. Um, in this section, we're basically told differentiated knowledge leads to bondage, which is another word for suffering. Um, but we have to relate to this, feel this. What is differentiated knowledge? Like we, we throw that term around, but take a breath or two for a moment and differentiated knowledge. One way we can encounter this is if you just sort of reflect for a moment. And I think this is what Abaya just unpacked very well for us. Maybe what part of your day or what part of your experience do you encounter this feeling of difference? Difference. When does that come up? Just another breath. And now take a moment to feel, is that feeling of difference that, you're, that you have in, in whatever situation it might be, is it separate from the external environment that caused it? And that's, I think, something really worth feeling. 
because that opens the door to this thing that you're feeling being something that you can let go of. It's not that feeling might have been caused by an external situation, but the thing you're experiencing is actually coming from inside. That's the, sh that's a, that's the, for me, it was the big shift that was presented in this. So let's, let's take a moment. Um, I don't want to rush anyone. Let's take just at least 30 seconds right now. If you want to just do a little bit of writing or a little bit of reflecting on like identifying that situation and then identifying the feeling being different, just sort of encountering that. Yeah, and it can be helpful to be specific with yourself, you know, yeah. to really try to think of a specific example because when you think of that, you'll you'll really feel mm -hmm. rather than like generalizing, like oh, I feel separate when I'm tired or whatever. <laughs> cool. Hi, Capri. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Good to see you. Is your spiritual name Darshana? Is that? <laughs> it's a secret. Okay. No, my spiritual name is Vina. Oh, Vina. That's why I said Capri. I was like, I don't know her spiritual name. And then, <laughs> hi, Vina. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, look, there's Rita. <laughs> there's Rita. <laughs> Just another moment, and then we'll check in with everybody. Does anyone feel inspired uh, sort of to kick off this last portion of class for us? Oh, Danielle, double hand raise uh, <laughs> is 100% awesome. Go for it. Hi, everyone. Um, thank you for the warm welcome. I'm really excited. <laughs> right on. Um, so <clears throat> funny enough to me, um, you talked about illusion before. And I feel like it's connected to this in a way because I was thinking about um, when you, I, sometimes I attach illusion with um, perception. And so sometimes I think we can all be trapped or in bondage with our perception. And so I feel like, um, your perception can be different from someone else's. And a specific example, um, without going too deep, is a friend of mine um, had a perception about something that I had done two years ago. Um, and um, of course I didn't remember, <laughs> um, but her perception was different from my perception. And so the result of hearing her perception um, unfortunately created walls. And so now um, we have to work on breaking those walls down because the best way we can do that is to understand each other 
And I think with that, it'll help us to um, keep the walls down and uh, not build it back up. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. That was really awesome. Super helpful. Yeah, that's such a great example, Danielle, of, you know, what I took from that. And um, I'm grateful for, you know, leaving out all the details of the situation, but that it was like the mind that created the barrier, you know, it was like the situation was different in her mind than what you experienced. And so it was sort of like the limitation came from like our, our thoughts and then the reconnecting, you know, physically and being able to communicate with each other was almost like, like letting go of, of those perceptions and coming back into like a unified experience, mm. you know. And I think you really touched on, Danielle, something where I feel like this is where I encounter this the most in my life is with um, basically just, you know, the who's right, who's wrong, uh, you know, uh, this hurt my feelings or I hurt their feelings. Or, I feel like this happens a lot, like in everyday life. It's just something where that you feel like, oh, if they would just say this, then I'd be fine. If they just said, you know, or if we could just agree on this, then we'd get along. And, and something that I've really encountered is when I'm in that state of like, uh, am I right or are, are they right? Am I wrong? Are they wrong? I feel like um, that's when I hit this quit, this quit button. I just alt Q. You know, whatever it is on the keyboard these days, <laughs> I just quit it. I just quit it. I drop it. I force quit the app. I just force quit it. And because I just know that when I'm caught in right and wrong, I'm caught in an illusion. And it is, um, it is endless. And it's happening in me. It's not even happening outside. Like the conversation, let's say, would let's say it happened a while ago, like you said, and then all the the work after that is happening within the individual, and so I feel like what I'm so grateful for in our practice is is just being given this other perspective on um, you can actually conquer this illusion within yourself without necessarily even exchanging a word with the individual and some people might um, you know we might automatically like knee-jerk react to that and be like well you know well, what do you mean like that i don't want to be uh walked all over by someone it's like oh well don't use the most extreme example but use like normal examples where we like struggle after something's been said and it's all the struggles happening in here nothing's happening in the room the room's quiet and yet i feel pretty bad it's all happening in here so i can like do something in here that profoundly affects my reality. And there's almost, there's a lot of times there's nothing I can do out here. Person's not even here. Can't do anything. You know? Sometimes we think we can change the situation. I hear if they're in the room and we all know how long that can go on, you know? But, so yeah, this is a, this quit button inside. <laughs> and um, I apologize for, you know, for sort of talk, taking the floor for a while, but, Danielle, if you want to comment or anything, that's awesome. And if anyone else wants to jump on that, I see Venus hands up. <laughs> and then Mary Ann's hands up. 
But it's hard not to call him the really little girl. Vina, go ahead. You can share. Sometimes I can have stress about not getting enough sleep, and I know that's just like an illusion, like being tired or mm. unable to do anything the next day because I'm too tired. Mm. That's an illusion. It's not. It's not there. It's it's in here. It's nothing mm. in the room. Wow. Wow. Thanks for sharing. Vina, you really made my day. <laughs> I've never done <laughs> philosophy with someone so young, and it just means so much to me. Thank you for your response. That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> wow. That's like a lifelong dream right there, to do <laughs> philosophy with someone under 12. Okay. All right, cool. Right. Marianne, did you want to jump in? Oh, we're not hearing you either, so check that carrot next to the... Uh, Mike, and see if something weird is selected. Like, oh, you muted. Okay, back. And mm, test, test. Maybe just say something. Nope. If you want to, you know, it's always easier to use your computer mic if there is one built in that easier than like a headset sometimes. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, okay, cool. Um, well, that was pretty amazing, so it's hard to come back after <laughs> our little philosopher there. Um, really, more than anything, I, it's crazy because I was thinking exactly the same thing that Danielle came up with um, regarding perception. I mean, up to the language, I was right aligned with that whole stream of consciousness, um, you know, with with perception and, and, and illusion. And it's just interesting to me because I feel like the illusions and these perceptions are created by our ego um, more than anything. And our, the way conquering out of them is co connecting to the self, the listener, um, and going at it from a place of unconditional love. Um, you know, going back there in that direction. And it's just, I, I just really want to share because I was right there up to the language, you know, was right on par with what her mm. take on it was. That's it. <laughs> nice. And I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. Now, it's really important to relate to this experience of, of, of quitting experiencing these kinds of bondage of, of, abandoning this experience of bondage like you know how do you what is the way you're doing it how do you how do you press the quit button in yourself there is no external keyboard to do it so and that's the, cool the unconditional love thing kind of comforting you know about even though it's an uncomfortable topic right talking about differentiation and when do we feel separate or lonely or you know get in fights with people and then just hearing other people's examples it um, just makes it so obvious that this is like a human experience that we can all relate to. And then as yogis, we have like these magical powers where we can choose to quit or choose unconditional love and we, we don't have to um, continue to feel the suffering and the limitation. Well, we're going we're gonna to stop there, of course, because we're out of time. But um, we'll, we're going to do a little bit of just sit with the breath in a second. But I did want to say 
Um, for all of you who did write down a little something, um, it'd be really fun to see whatever you wrote. Um, if you wanted to post it as a comment to this, uh, to the blog post that will contain these slides and this video, and even like a downloadable audio transcript of this conversation. And then I think we're going to pick up right here next time because there's a little bit more. Um, and so we could even reference some of the, what you had to say at the beginning of our next class. So I just wanted to put that out there and you can find this stuff at our website. But let's wrap up together with a, with a minute, <clears throat> literally, a minute of, of feeling your breath. How can you quit the mind for the next minute and connect with your breath? Namaste, everyone.